Hello, this is Pastor Ariel, and welcome to Devotional. It is my prayer before every episode that this podcast will be a blessing for you. Please remember to subscribe to Devotional on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening in. This way, you will be notified every time a new episode is published. And don't forget to scroll down on the show's description and click on the links for all the free resources to get the best experience out of this podcast. Also, please remember to share with your friends and loved ones so they too can be blessed with this resource. Lastly, please consider becoming a supporter of this podcast. It would be much appreciated. And now, here's today's episode. Welcome once again to Devotional. This is lesson number six. And on this episode, we will look at several days, Wednesday, February 6th to Friday, February the 8th. We are on the last episode for this week. I'm realizing that uh, some of these things have such overlap that I might as well just combine everything into one episode. Rather than to separate, it just would be difficult to create a flow of thought. So I'm going to be focusing on mostly Thursday's lesson, Salvation to Our God and the Lamb. And I'm going to be focusing on the question. I'm going to springboarding with the question. It's quite provocative. Uh, it says, read Revelation 14.5 along with 2 Peter 3.14 and Jude 24 and 25. Revelation describes God's end-time people as without fault or blameless, as the New American Standard says it. How is this state achievable? Now, that is a loaded question, and I'm eager to hear some of the thoughts that will come at Sabbath school, uh, this coming Sabbath, to answer this question. And maybe some of the questions that are not so much having answers, but not answers, but maybe questions that come from this, uh, because there's definitely questions that came to my mind when I consider it. Now, I have grappled with this question um, years ago, and not just at one time during my Christian experience. I grappled with this question, and it, it caused me much hard anguish because I didn't have answers. And that's because I kept going to be, to people for answers. And, you know, I learned real quick, you don't do that. I, I started going to the Word of God. And um, as I said on numerous episodes, and I'm never going to get tired of telling you this, you need to read through the Bible, not just once. If you read it once 20 years ago, it's time to pick it up again and just discipline yourselves. And we have so much uh, technology, so many advantages today. Um, if you go to the podcast, uh, whatever platform you're listening to, if you scroll down a little bit, you're going to find a link to a Bible reading plan just for the book of Revelation. And you can read or listen to, which is what I do, listen to the whole book um, in 11 days. That's all it will take, two chapters a day. And each time you listen, it will take about five to six minutes. That's it. Um, and there's many other plans that would allow you to read through the whole uh, Bible. And maybe I'll include that link as well. In case you want to pick up that again, and I hope you do. If you haven't, if you've never read through the Bible, uh, please, please take this as a very earnest appeal. You need to, because you will come across verses such as the one in Second Corinthians chapter seven and verse one that just soothed my soul as I was in heart anguish, wondering, Lord, am I even changed? I still feel like I'm wrestling with things, and I feel like I'm spinning my wheels spiritually. 
How can this be? I feel stuck. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 became a healing balm for my soul. And this is what it says. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Now, when I read it in Spanish, it says a identical with that perfecting holiness. And I began to ask questions. I thought holiness was a static state, a plateau that you, you know, claw up there. You know, you, you, you uh, put all this blood and sweat and efforts to reach the plateau, the mesa of holiness. And once you're there, woohoo, it's all smooth sailing, right? Uh, like that salty lake in Utah, all smooth, you know, no effort. Uh, and for I don't know where that came from. Uh, maybe some of the sermons that I heard from a generation that was extremely focused on legalism. Um, I thought, man, once you become holy, then you can coast. Then you can press cruise control. But Paul just blew all that out of my mind, all those wrong views of the Christian journey. So when the lesson says, how can this state be achievable? Well, you need to understand that this state is continually being achieved because it's continually moving. It's not a static state. It is a dynamic state. It is an ongoing state because holiness is not something you will be, is not something that you reach up to. Holiness is something that you continually perfect. Paul says, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. And this perfecting ends when you are buried six feet under. Sanctification is this big theological word that is being described here by Paul by the perfecting of holiness. And sanctification, a good Christian writer says, is the work of a lifetime. Which doesn't mean that you should be taking care of it at the end of your lifetime and you can live however you want right now. If that is my attitude today, we've already covered this on this podcast. My attitude today is... If, if it's not that, then I'm on that black horse that will lead me to the dead horse or the horse of death, spiritual death. But perfecting holiness is saying, Lord, I get back up. I get back up. You know, I don't know how to ride this horse. <laughs> it goes too fast. I should tell you in one of these podcasts, my adventures in Nebraska, herding cattle. Your pastor has herded cattle. And I have to tell you that story now someday. But I remember it was difficult for someone that has never been on a horse. It is a quite a challenge even if you get a good horse if this this puppy picks up speed it's hard to stay on a horse and if you want to be getting when a horse is going into the battle for victory after victory you want to you might fall off every once in a while it might be discouraging you do get sore if you're riding hard you know that uh, position is not the most comfortable and regardless perfecting is a continual process of moving forward and you know, I, I thought, you know, how, how could I explain this? And I looked at my own experience. I remember the first time when I was in massage school. Uh, you have to understand, I I think I, may, I told you already that I was illegal in this country for about 27 years, almost 30 years, uh, living as an illegal immigrant in this country, not out of choice and not because I, you know, came in here illegally. My family came in very much legal, but things happened. Life happened and we ended up uh, illegal. My parents were here for 10 years I was here for 17. And in that process, a lot of my self-esteem just went down the tubes. You know, that identity, you are undocumented, if you want to be fancy about it. 
it affects your self-esteem. You don't feel that you know you're gonna accomplish much. You're happy with minimum wage or below if necessary, as long as you can have enough money to pay for cable so that you can escape your reality. As long as I could have this is back in the days when I could have enough money to go to Blockbuster a week every weekend and rent four or five movies and binge and forget the troubles and the heartaches and my loneliness and my low self-esteem, how worthless I felt. Of course, that was my drug. And many, there's many other way, drugs out there that people use to medicate their soul, not just their mind, but their soul. And so I became um, flatlined. You know, I, I became this, so discouraged with this idea of becoming, of being an illegal immigrant. So of course, school, my grades went down. I was getting bad grades, bad grades. I think I graduated with, I don't even know why GPA was, barely making it. When I went to college the first time around, some of you know this, uh, by the time I, I quit college, I was in academic probation and I didn't even know it. I just stopped going to class. I figured I'm not, I'm not getting detention in college. <laughs> I don't have to have my parents sign papers. I just don't go to class. I paid for it and I don't care that I paid, you know, four or five hundred bucks for this class. I don't care. I, I'm just... That's low self-esteem. That was my low self-esteem causing me to start things and never finish them. And of course, my text ex test exams showed it to the point where I was in academic probation without knowing it because of all the Fs. Some of the professors were kind enough to give me an incomplete, but not all of them. Some of them put the big fat F as my final grade. And when I went back to college almost a decade later, um, converted, uh, I had to remediate <laughs> all those Fs and incompletes, but God was gracious. And before I went back to um, college, I remember being in Banning School of Massage and getting my first A in an exam. I was studying hard and now I realized I could use this not just to make a living, but through this become a medical missionary for the Lord. I was so excited. And because of that, now there was purpose and meaning and value. God had a, something special for me to do. And my grade showed it. I got a hundred. I was like, whoa, I have that kind of a brain. <laughs> I got a hundred. But you know what? That was one exam. Then there was a midterm and there was a final exam. So just because I got a hundred in one exam didn't mean anything. There, there were many more exams that came along the way. And some Christians, you know, you shouldn't get obsessed with having one day in which you do not sin. My dad told me that him and my uncle, when they first got converted a few months later, they were like, you know, today, let's make today the day that we do not sin. And you know what? They discovered that that was the day that they sinned the worst. Lost their temper, used profanity words that they hadn't used in months. They're feeling super guilty. And they realized, you know, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Um, it's not about passing the days without sinning. It's about what causes this perfecting experience. And it's abiding. Abiding in Jesus. John chapter 15, verse 5. And realizing that just because you have a victory now, you know, you get tempted to tell a lie, so you tell the truth. Praise the Lord. What a victory. Move on. That, that, that you'll get another exam. You'll get another test. Praise the Lord. You got 100. And in life, really, with these issues of sanctification, is pass or fail. You compromise or you don't. You tell the truth or you lie. You, you experience purity and, and, and um, integrity or you don't. Joseph when he was approached by Potiphar's wife, there wasn't like, can we just be friends? There was none of that. It was either sleep with me or I'm going to accuse you that you try to rape me. And for Joseph, the choice was I either give in to this temptation or run. No in between. 
And just because you pass an exam, it doesn't mean that you, you pass the grade, right? And even if you pass the grade, there's another grade after that. And even if you pass the grade, now you finish high school and you got college ahead of you. That's a totally different ballgame, right? And even if you pass, you know, you get a bachelor's, there's still a master's. And you can get many masters. You can get, you know, other courses in between. And then you have doctorate. You can get many doctorates. And I'm realizing why people, some people get, you know, two or three different doctorates. I'm like, man, these people are, they, they love school. And I realized once I went to college and I took the more advanced biology classes, it dawned on me. I know so little. I've never known as much as I know today, but this knowledge has shown me how little I actually know. And that's the Christian life. You begin to experience victories, but you begin to realize that the victories you're experiencing open new territories to explore as far as serving the Lord or resisting the adversary. You begin to mature and you begin to realize, man, I thought I had it down when I was not using profanity anymore. But now I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, you fool or, um, you know, like we tell our children not to say the word stupid. Even those words don't feel right anymore. I never thought that those words would bother me, but they bother me. I said that to, to my, my, my brother or my parents or, you know, anyone. So you, the, the convictions begin to deepen and broaden as to what it really means to be a Christian, what it means to please the Lord. So the, the, much, the more you know, the more you realize how little you know. And the more victories you experience in your life, you don't, the good evidence that you're, you're going in the right path is you definitely are not boasting. You're realizing, man, I'm barely scratching the surface of becoming like Jesus. I'm barely starting to feel like I, I'm taking many steps toward becoming like Him. He is so lovely. He is so perfect. He is so wise. And the more I get to know Him, the more I realize how unlike Him I am. Psalms 19 verse 12. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you again. you got to read the Bible. <laughs> Psalms 19 verse 12 is one of those other verses that help me, encourage me, fill me with hope. I'm like, oh, that explains a lot. Psalms chapter 19, verse 12. It says, who can discern his errors? Um, acquit me from hidden faults. Um, who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Um, I just read from the New King James. Who can understand his errors? I have, has it ever happened to you that you're doing something you know you ought not be doing and you didn't even know how you got there? Where did this come from? How can I be doing this? How could I be thinking this? How could I be saying these things? How did I get here? Because there's stuff that you don't know about yourself. Just like there's stuff that I, I still don't know about myself and I'm 45. And you know when will I ever finally figure out everything there is to be to know about me? I won't. And neither will you. Will you. Uh, Mrs. White calls life the school of Christ. And in the school of Christ, there, there are no final graduations. I guess if you want to call, any, call anything like that, a graduation is when you die, when you breathe your last. And by the grace of God, the last breath you speak, the last breath you have is, I love God. He's been so good to me. His grace, His forgiveness, His redemption, Jesus, He is my all. Praise God if those are my last words on this planet. I want them to be. But in the meantime, I'm in school. And so are you. And even if you have been a Christian for 20 years, you have not yet graduated. Even if you've been a Christian for 60 years, 70 years, 90 years, 
You have not yet graduated. So tests come day by day. Perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. It is an ongoing state. How is this state achievable? It is achievable only for today. Tomorrow doesn't count, which we want to look at one last passage to uh, conclude uh, this podcast and the final podcast for this week is from Philippians chapter 3. Another one of those precious gems. Steve Green sings a song out of the uh, book of Philippians, but we're not going to be looking at that verse today. It's in the first chapter. We're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. And they say, uh, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect. Paul is saying that. I have not become perfect yet, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. My brothers, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press on. I forget what lies behind me. This one thing I do, forgetting what's behind me and pressing forward, reaching forward to what lies ahead. This is one of the most healthy attitudes for a Christian to view his life, to approach every morning, I press on. And when I first read it, the encouraging thing for me was when Paul says, there's one thing I do, forgetting what's behind me. Man, I, I definitely want to forget how I used to date. I definitely want to forget how I wasted my weekends, how I wasted so many hours in front of the with the Nintendo or watching foolishness on television. I want to forget all of those things. I want to press forward. But you know what? Now, 45 years as a Christian, as a pastor, I'm realizing I, I don't want to just forget. Please don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. I don't want to just forget my mistakes and my failures. In a sense, I also want to forget the victories. Because if I keep remembering and focusing on, man, you know, I really did a good job with that. I mean, I was, I was firm. You, you already, I think you might get where I'm going with that. I can get inflated. My head can start getting big. And then that can just lead me to a horrendous fall. But if I forget that yesterday when the temptation came to lust, to covet, to be angry, to say angry, impatient words, and I resisted, and by the grace of God, I prayed, and I experienced victory, and I experienced God's sustaining power. There is, I think, a healthy uh, healthy uh, thing in forgetting that that happened, because today is today. Today is a brand new opportunity in which the trials and the temptations will come, but the same God that was there yesterday for me will be here today, and, and maybe I will read that that verse that uh, Steve Green sang, for I am confident of this very thing, that's Philippians 1.6, for I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Perfecting holiness is yielding to the power of Jesus to perfect you, to perfect you from the inside out. Today, right, Hebrews 3.13, if you hear his voice today, 
I prayed before this podcast. And I pray that this podcast would speak to your heart. And today, the Holy Spirit is asking you, inviting you, encouraging you, press on. Forget about yesterday. You have today. And today, you have Jesus committed to perfecting the good work that He began in you. He will continue to perfect it until He comes for you. This is Pastor Ariel, and I hope you were blessed with today's episode of Devotional. It is my prayer this resource will inspire you to spend personal time studying God's Word, including using the study tool of our Sabbath School Quarterly. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast. This way, you will be notified each time a new episode is published. And don't forget to scroll down on the show's description and click on the links for all the free resources to get the best experience out of this podcast. Also, please remember to share with your friends through social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or the one you use regularly. This way, they can also be blessed with this resource. Lastly, please consider becoming a financial supporter of this podcast. It would be much appreciated. This is Pastor Ariel inviting you to study the Bible with me again on our next episode of Devotional. Devotional.